Welcome to the Micromobility Update from Monday, 11th of July. I'm Hans Dorsch and this is the second edition of this podcast. And these are the topics for you today. Yesterday I gave you some background information of the Eurobike. Today I'm going to talk about the events that will take place from tomorrow, Tuesday. Then there's an e-scooter from Japan for China. But first we have to talk about the Uber files. This is what happened today in the world of micromobility. And if you like this podcast, recommend it and give it five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would be really nice. Okay, this had to come out at some point. Uber has used highly questionable methods in its attempt to establish itself as a ride-hailing service in Europe and other countries more than living up to the Wild West startup's bad reputation. The Guardian has been leaked tens of thousands of documents from the years between 2013 and 2017, which were now published by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, ICIJ, together with other media outlets under the keyword Uber files. I have put three links in the show notes – The original version of the ICIJ, a short summary by Heise Online from Germany and a long version of The Guardian. The headline of the letter pretty much sums it up. Uber broke laws, duped police and secretly lobbied governments. Citing from Heise Online. In its attempt to establish itself in Europe, Uber relied, among other things, on questionable cooperations with the former EU Commissioner Nelly Kroos, the future French President Emmanuel Macron and the German FDP politician Otto Fricke. According to the report, Kroos already lobbied for Uber when she was prohibited from doing so after leaving the EU Commission. Macron, in turn, may have intervened in favor of Uber with the authorities in Marseille when he was France's economic minister. Fricke is said to have used his political contacts for Uber. According to the research network, the US corporation spent 90 million euros on lobbying in 2016 alone. Katja Diel, the author of the best-selling German book Autokorrektur, comments on LinkedIn I am encouraged and yet dismayed by the scale of Uber's disgusting business model. It shows why it is right to design European solutions and not to bet on horse bets beyond any reality on the Internet. Many of them may have started holistic with a genuine desire for improvement, but then were chased to the stock market where only growth counts. The toxicity in capitalism that makes it incredibly difficult for us to grow sustainable and healthy solutions. She then brings another gross quote from the ICIJ research. We are just fucking illegal. Nairi Huadayan, then head of Uber's global communications, wrote to a colleague amid government efforts to shut down the ride-hailing service in Thailand and India. End quote. Oh dear, the fact that many micromobility startups in the US were founded by former Uber employees doesn't paint a very good picture on this industry either.
As promised, now a brief overview of the events at the Eurobike. There are quite a few, maybe I'll have to come back to it during the week. Tomorrow, Tuesday, is not officially a show day, but there will be an industry talk for the media in the morning with figures and marketing reports. I will report. In the afternoon, the Bike Biz Revolution Conference for Visionaries will take place. I'll quote the program on the event. On the eve of Eurobike, the most important players from all areas of the bicycle industry will meet with distinguished experts. The Bike Biz Revolution ventures a look at the changes and challenges of the bicycle industry. Some talks seem quite interesting. For example, Elsa Hohmann from GFK reports in her lecture The State of Consumer Mobility and Technology about what is driving the current developments in the bicycle industry and where the road is leading. This sounds rather vague, but it may help you find some ideas for products or ways into the business. Then it's all about new business models, from ownership to use. This is definitely coming. Who needs a nudge there? And still later, it's about virtual and hybrid events in the metaverse. I'm curious about that. But I'm even more interested in Tyler Benedict's talk. He's the founder of the website BikeRumor.com and has founded what he says to be the largest bike club in the world, based on Web3 and NFT. I'll quote, We are a community-driven, given riders, brands, athletes and industry a public platform to share stories, knowledge, training tips and camaraderie. I've already roughly arranged an interview with him. Tyler has been in the bike business for 20 years and can definitely tell me more about the use of blockchain, NFTs and everything related in the bike industry. There'll be even more future and startups on Thursday the 14th. That's Startup and Innovation Day. The keynote will be given by Kevin Main, CEO of Cycling Industries Europe, the lobby group for all companies involved in active mobility in the broadest sense. He works in Brussels, very close to the EU. His presentation is called Towards 1 million new cargo bikes per year on our roads. How to make it happen. Later in the afternoon there's a format that sounds quite promising. It's called Reverse Investors Pitch. Here, three investors present what they want and startups can respond. Afterwards, there are more traditional presentations by startups with products and services. And after that, the Eurobike Innovators Prize will be awarded. On to a finished product that you won't find at Eurobike. Do you know Muji? It's a Japanese chain of shops where you can buy remarkably unobtrusive things. From plain notebooks to household goods, clothes to sofas. I wanted to go by the size. Now there's an e-scooter for sale. Unfortunately only in China. Let me quote from the online magazine notebookcheck.com. Muji and Honda have unveiled the jointly developed MS 
1 e-bike now available in China. The bicycle has a top assistance speed of 25 km per hour with up to 65 km range. The MSO1 has a keyless unlock feature, an LCD screen and LED lighting. The bike design allows for an upright seating position with a motorcycle style padded seat. The scooter looks, as expected, Quite simple. It was designed by Kenya Hara, chief designer of Muji and one of the most influential designers in Japan today. A black and white scooter with straight lines, little material, meaning bodywork, and large 17-inch moped wheels. It is designed for a class of e-scooters that are allowed to go up to 25 km per hour but need pedals. You don't have to pedal though, because there's a throttle. The battery can be easily removed for charging. You can find detailed information in the online article. Think what you like about it, but as a simple, no-nonsense vehicle for getting around, it's not to be sneezed at. It costs f roughly 5,000 yuan or 730 euros. I think that's pretty cheap, but maybe one of the people listening can tell me if that's also true for Chinese conditions. By the way, the scooter doesn't come with a key, but with a rather moochie-like keyless fob, as known from electric cars. Take a look at it, let yourself be inspired, there's still room for new designs on e-bikes and scooters. Speaking of design, the design studio Kiska, whose work can be seen at the Eurobike, is not entirely without influence either. For example, in the form of the new Husqvarna e-bikes. The studio now belongs entirely to Pira AG, which includes e-bikes from Husqvarna, Rayman and Feld, as well as KTM and Husqvarna motorbikes. It's nice that the designers also give insights into their workshop on LinkedIn from time to time. And because for many people vehicles also have to do with lifestyle and emotions, here's a tweet from Ansgar Hegerfeld from Frankfurt. The new bike pannier smells exactly like a new car. Maybe they should give it away as a replacement drug to car drivers when they replace their car with a bike. So that's it for today. Tomorrow there will be news and even more Eurobike events, directly from Frankfurt then. So listen in again, until then. And once again, as a reminder, like and subscribe, give the podcast 5 stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and if you haven't already, subscribe, so that the next episode automatically lands in your inbox. We'll hear again in the next show.